Hi guys, uh, Frank and Dan here. We just wanted to make sure that we uh, we got to you before that other Frank and Dan start their show uh, to talk to you a little bit about a way that you can help us. Yeah, this is Joyride, Frank and Dan. Yeah, this, that's right. Not <laughs> not those TGIA guys. No, screw them. They're they're we're way smarter than they are, uh, but they're more needy than we are, yeah. and so they need your help. Absolutely. Uh, so we're hoping that you can go to uh, our webpage, thankgodimatheist.com. And look for the Joyride banner, which is over on the right-hand side of the page. Right. Click on it. It's just a way to chip in uh, a monthly donation uh, in any de- uh, de- denomination yeah. that you would like. We're looking to, or I'm sorry, Frank and Dan at TGIA are looking to improve the podcast. <laughs> yes. They're, they're, they're trying to get new microphones and... Get a producer to do help all out sorts of things. The uh, blah blah blah. You don't want to know the ins and outs. All you want is a better show, and the way to get it is to yeah. go there and uh, and contribute. And if you help out, they've got some rewards for you. You can get a, a godless ringtone for three dollars a month. Yeah, you can get immortality. They'll say your name on the show for five dollars a month. Those those uses on and the other show. Th- those other guys. Uh, and they'll also do a hangout with you for fifteen dollars a month. Yeah, you can you can actually um, sort of meet us yeah. o- over the intertubes. We'll yeah. have a chat with we'll uh, Google with Hangout. You think? All of them. Them. Uh, Hang- those them. Oh, Damn. Not us. Them. Anyway, them. hey, enjoy the show that's coming up, you guys, and thanks. everybody hi guys well from salt lake city utah it's thank god i'm atheist the podcast i'm frank and i'm dan coming up today an interview with anonymous steve anonymous steve yeah the atheist father who uh was ordered during divorce proceedings to uh take his kids to church go to church (laughs) so we'll, we'll be talking to him and uh get a little bit more information about uh goings on there Quit being a dick and go to church already. Oh my god, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> wow, jeez, it, Steve, it's really kind of it's a fun story, crazy. and uh, and and I think you guys are gonna, yeah. Well, uh, it's not really a fun story. Oh no, not he's well, not, he's not he's for him. A... <laughs> I'm having fun with it. I'm Aww. enjoying it. Yeah, <laughs> not enjoying it. Yeah, so that much. sounded terrible, Dan. I enjoyed talking to him though. Enjoyed talking with him, and. uh yeah, but yeah. it's a, it is an interesting story. So we'll we'll sure. have a chat with him. Yeah, uh, at at the on on the tail end of our program yes, today. Indeed. But first, Dan. Yeah, there's news. Okay. Uh, do you have anything? Oh, I got lots of things. Ooh, let's hear them. I got all sorts of things. Uh, I, w- I I'm I wanted to reference a um a lovely op-ed that appeared in the L.A. Times. Oh, okay. Or the La Times, as I like to call it. (laughs) Is it French? It appeared in La Times. (laughs) Um, It's really interesting, written by a guy named Phil Zuckerman, who who is pointing at a a whole slew of different studies, um, basically all of them studying... uh, Families and religious affiliation and how they do. Mm. Um, a lot of these studies, these studies have been going on since the 50s. Okay. Um, but it's only been recently that they've turned their eyes toward the heathens. <gasps> Who? 
us. Oh, secular oh, folks. Exciting. The folks that don't have religion. I thought it was going to be more exciting than that, Dan. Uh, you know, we're boring. We're we're we are boring. Uh, but <laughs> just normal people. Well, we're not. That's going to be like though. pagans. It's or so much more normal. It's so much. You know, it's so much more normal to be religious. So we're not normal, Franklin. Okay, we're different. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, he, he so he goes through a bunch of different studies, including one uh, by a guy named uh, Vern Bengston of USC. Ooh, okay. Um, who has overseen the uh, the quote the longitudinal study of generations, oh. uh, which has become the largest study of religion and family life uh, conducted across several generations uh, in the U.S. Really? Yeah, that's cool. Um, so. He just barely started to bring uh to bring the secular folks in on this deal. Uh in twenty thirteen um, he added okay. secular families. Okay. And was apparently a little surprised by what he found. What did he find? Uh we're all terrible. <laughs> I highly doubt that. And you're right to doubt that. Uh he found high levels of family solidarity and emotional closeness between parents and non religious youth. Oh. Uh, strong ethical standards and moral values okay. um, that had been clearly articulated as they were imparted to the next generation. He says, wow. quote, he okay. says, quote, many non-religious parents were more coherent and passionate about their ethical principles than some of the religious parents in our study. That's not surprising at all. Not to, to me. me. No, not to us. But to a lot of believers, I'm sure it will be shocking. <laughs> um, he says he went on to say the vast majority appeared to live in goal appeared to live goal filled lives characterized by moral direction and a sense of life having purpose. Wow. Wow. Sounds downright nice, doesn't it? Wow. That, I, I'm going to take my hat off to all these uh, secular parents out there. Way to go. You guys are doing great. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, it's it, They quoted uh, Again, the article. Not, not quoted, too surprised. No, it's really not <laughs> surprising. Having met uh, some atheist parents. Well, and knowing also that atheists tend to be uh, more educated, uh, just just mm-hmm. sort of just sort of statistically speaking. Sure. Uh, it, it makes sense. Plus, you know what? There's this whole thing. The, uh, when I first left religion, when I first dropped the idea of believing in a god, uh-huh. I realized, oh shit! Now I have to go through and like decide what all of my morals are, right? Rather than just you know grabbing the morals from the grab bag that I'm given at church every week, right? I have to like actually sit down and say, what's a moral slash ethical where are the where are my lines drawn? Right, right. So I mean, I think mm-hmm. going through that process forces you. I mean, you have to articulate it to yourself. Yeah. So of course you're going to be better at articulating it to your kids. Yeah, it's not just don't do that because Jesus says so. You'll make Jesus cry. You <laughs> you'll make Jesus cry. <laughs> I, I can think of a lot of kids who I'm sure wanted to see if they could make Jesus cry. Yeah, well, it's like an incentive. It's, yeah, exactly. To, to masturbate more. Right, you exactly. Know? You mean Jesus is going to cry? <laughs> hey, Jesus, you're going you're gonna to cry? You're going to cry, little Jesus, huh? Probably end up with a pretty fucked up relationship to like sexuality, though, if that was your... Yeah. As an adult. I, I got news for you, man. <laughs> being a religious in general leads you to, to being... fucked up Pretty fucked sexuality. up sexuality. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, that's it's absolutely just, true. Um... <laughs> Uh, the the article also uh, quotes a Duke University study 
that says that um, when teens mature into godless adults, they exhibit less racism uh, than their religious counterparts. Really? Uh-huh. Also. Uh, they're sense, less yeah. likely to care what the cool kids think. They're more uh, more free thinking and more, uh, they're less, they tend to be, as grown-ups, less vengeful, less nationalistic, huh. less mater- militaristic, less authoritarian, and more tolerant on average than religious adults. Materialistic? Or ma- no, militaristic. Militaristic. Okay. No, no. We like material things. <laughs> We're really fond of those. I just wanted to clarify because it anyway. Yeah. Um well that's that's it's wonderful that it's actually showing up in a study. In, because while in we're studies. Not, in studies. W- while we're not surprised no. by this, it's always good to have some backup. Indeed. You know. It, we got we got the data on our side as well. <laughs> it's it would appear. But unfortunately, you know, the people that should be moved or convinced by it don't trust data typically (laughs) well there is that that's a problem that is that's a little bit of an issue sure (laughs) sure i mean it's great that you know the people who you know like you and me i mean we're fine with data the the, the choir has been thoroughly preached to (laughs) we are we are fine all right Uh, right. well i want to shift gears do it uh uh sad story actually oh dear a girl named uh by the name of Michaela Salt. Uh, mm. She is a uh, Canadian First Nation girl. Or I guess I should say was. She actually just passed away. Oh, dear. Um, at 11 years old. Um, she uh, got actually, uh, seem, sounds like she got a lot of press, uh, in, at least up in Canada. In the Great White um, North. For uh, refusing chemo for leukemia. Oh, um in uh and opting instead for alternative uh traditional treatments that could be offered from like her like through like indigenous medicine her her tribe has cancer treatments uh this is actually a little little known fact that canadian like the first nation people uh-huh. of canada are uh, uh, oncological geniuses apparently so <laughs> or rather or not uh, because she died judging by the fact that she's no longer living yeah. maybe not as good as they could have been. Uh, apparently uh, she was initially given a 75 percent chance of survival when she was diagnosed um, by doctors that's assuming that um, she actually follows through with what they prescribe yeah uh she uh she went th- she underwent 11 weeks actually of chemotherapy oh wow um and uh but then she decided to stop um mm. because she was experiencing just terrible side effects yeah from the it, chemotherapy it, and it was it'll uh, make you sick uh it's not so, nice so this 11 year old uh, wrote her doctors a letter asking them to stop treatment. And she said, uh, I am writing this letter to tell you this that this chemo is killing my body and I cannot take it anymore. Mm. And then even uh, after, um, you know, she started, so she left, started doing the, the alternative and traditional indigenous medicine route. Uh she started to get sick again does it uh, say from... anything about what that would be what what course of action she actually took no well, the article is 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 
is yeah yeah i assumed it wouldn't but i don't know why i really want to know i'm very curious now what what alternative action one would take well um it would surprise me if it was anything uh above witch doctory well, I mean, it's just, you, a, know. you know, maybe she did a master cleanse and maybe she, I mean, well, that's not so much. Well, the story does go on and it tells the story of another girl uh, who was also First Nation who uh, went that route. Uh-huh. Uh, she opted out. This was earlier in the last year, back in May was when CBC News reported on it, I think. Right. Um, and this, oh, oh, no, 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 no. This is the same girl. I thought that when I read it the first time, I thought that she'd shifted gears. Michaela traveled to Florida to go to the Hippocrates Health Institute, uh, which turns out was a uh, licensed massage th- establishment. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, she went. She she went through a three week life transformation program. Um, and in that one. That, yes. So the kind of stuff that she was doing there, at least, now this was not sort of the traditional medicine, but it was alternative right. medicine. Uh, she, uh, I, there was something about, um, it was uh-huh. like um, aromatherapy yeah. and, and, and going vegan. I mean, that, that was the, the basic <laughs> level of, of treatment. It's a great way to treat your cancer. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, I, unless you want to live. If you want to live, that's a terrible way to treat your cancer. But I mean, if you're fine with just, you know, yeah, and apparently making, making the last years of the last few days of your life like that much less enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Although the massage sounds nice, but I don't know that she was getting massage. It was licensed <laughs> as a massage therapy place. Okay, but she was. I don't think they they, they were being uh, neglectful. If she had just gotten a massage, fair enough. I you know uh, it's so funny. We're going to get in a little trouble with some of our listeners because I'm sure we have some listeners who are devotees of various and sundry uh, alternative medicine. But here's the deal. Here's the deal: is that with with medical treatment, they're able to say. They're able to give you statistics. They're able to say this works 75% of the time. Right. We're able to cure this 75% of the time. Yep. Um, and they have, uh-oh, what was it again? Facts and figures. Data. Data. Actu- backing, <laughs> actual <laughs> data backing them up. Whereas this Hippocrates Health Institute, uh, with no data backing them up, uh, basically guaranteed her that she would get get better. Right. Without having to go through this horrible, horrible thing called chemotherapy. Well, and what's nice for them, and it is horrible. I'm not gonna. Oh try no, to yeah, it can d- be diminish it, what the, the horrors. Chemo of, can of be awful. Therapy, but I, it's yeah. it is funny because uh, uh, people always the people that I'm I have met who have touted the the benefits of some sort of uh, alternative medicine or other. Yeah, they've got all of these anecdotes about how it's you know. Their own uncle was cured of X, and you know, their my nephew no longer has you know genital warts or whatever it is because of this thing. Because of massage, right? But guess what? Your your anecdote doesn't matter. Right. Your anecdote doesn't count. It's statistically irrelevant. Yeah. (laughs) And also the anecdote that you heard, and the other thing is that like yes, they'll they'll talk about all of the studies that they themselves have done. That you know, the company that produces this, uh, you know, hydroponically grown uh, linseed oil. Oh, oh, now that stuff's good. Dan. Don't that does don't do solve that. that does cure. 
That's true. Yeah, genital warts. But as soon as they, but but you know, the company itself that's producing it, boy, they have all these studies that show anything. But is it reviewed by anyone? Exactly. No. Is it? No. It's... Is any of it remotely valid science? No. Right. As Tim mentioned, said, do you know what they call alternative medicine that works? Medicine. <laughs> If it's been proven to work, <laughs> they just call that medicine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, that uh, so don't don't write to us. You can write to us if you need to and tell us all about how we're right about one thing, but your uh, your alternative <laughs> oh, medicine works if you need to. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. It always does surprise me the alternatives that are out there. Oh yeah, there's some yeah amazing alternatives. <laughs> Mostly the alternative that you're choosing, if you choose alternative medicine for cancer treatment, is death. That's um, the alternative that you're going for. And that's what one for. of the doctors in this, in this article said, it, that this is not a kind of cancer that is just going to go away on its own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this, 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 it's not going to fix itself. People, you're going to die if this is untreated. You know, what pisses me off here, because I've kind of given up on a lot of humanity in some ways. Oh. But this is a child. Yeah. Right. And there oh, are exactly. there are adults around that need to take responsibility for this child. If this is if this were an adult like a this, social services type thing. Yeah. Or yeah. something. Someone needs to step in and say, you know what? You don't get to make that choice. Apparently the there was talk the the local agencies were all looking at, at, at this case and they they just felt that there was not within uh, their rights to uh, apprehend the child and place her in a home with strangers, um, because you know she's very, very ill. And well, I, I can't see well, how that yeah. would be helpful," uh, says uh, uh, someone from the uh, Brant family and child services. Well, gosh, I wonder. I wonder if it would be helpful. Let's ask her. Let's ask the little girl if it would be helpful. Oh, oh wait, we Dan. can't because she died, you guys. You done killed her. She's been killed by you. And your and your unwillingness to be rude. <laughs> oh, we'd oh. hate to pull her away from her family. Oh, Dan, whatever new listeners we might have collected out there in the last few <laughs> weeks, I think we just lost them. Okay. Well <laughs> I don't I don't like it when people put no, children at risk. No, I know. Put and your I... own self at risk. When you get cancer. Great. All the live long day. You go. are more than welcome to go and, and, and do a master cleanse. Yeah. Instead yeah. of uh, chemotherapy. Get get that an apple right. cider vinegar douche or whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Just but but not for your kids. Yeah. You not don't for get, your kids. You don't get to no. experiment on your children. With with, with prayer and alternative right. medicine. Anywho, uh, we're going to move on before we get even more in trouble than we already are. Um, whatever. So I have an update. From Florida. Oh. Dateline, Florida. <laughs> You'll recall, uh, dear listeners, that we reported uh, a, while, a little while back, just uh, earlier last year. Oh, yeah. yeah. About uh, a kerfuffle that's been going on <laughs> in uh, with uh, Florida schools. Uh, Orange County Public Schools wanted to allow a religious freedom day where people can give Bibles to children at the school. 
Oh, yes. And strangely, some people objected to this. How? I don't know. How could they, Dan? It's what, what's there to object to? It's a beautiful thing. Giving free books to children. Who yeah. wouldn't want that? Yeah, yeah. Literacy. Right. It's, it's like it's a <laughs> right. youth literacy program. It's promoting awful literacy of <laughs> awful, awful thing. Anyway, uh, I, the Satanic Temple, of course, stepped in. Uh-huh brilliantly it's an amazing the, story the ffrf also decided that they would try and distribute some stuff but their stuff was Wait, what was that the who the f- i'm sorry <laughs> you're right how did you do that Dan? i'm i'm i don't even know who you're talking i about. mispronounced <laughs> the freedom from religion foundation which as everyone knows should properly be said fufurf <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we're just silly um, so the Fuffer was also one. They they wanted to give a pamphlet out that describes the Bible as an X-rated book and stuff. I found their pamphlet to be mm, pretty unclever. <laughs> but what the Satanic Temple put together right. was fucking awesome. Right, the most delightful coloring book you've ever seen in your life. Oh, the kids are cute. No mention of like. Any kind of devil, or any kind of like, 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 uh, burning of goats, or any no, nothing evil. It's it all just bright kids who happen cheery. to be wearing like a pentagram necklace or sure. like have a goat head on their shirt. Yeah, but they're cute. just doing something fun. Yeah, and like there's word searches for connect the dots. The, the word searches weren't for like, you know, murder and whatever. They were for things like compassion oh, and yeah. joy and it was just everything about it was so on the nose i just i wanted to kiss everyone involved in making it um <laughs> and they did it so well that guess what the the school has decided to to not hold the event this year oh what they have uh yes it will not happen this year the school board Wow, has decided to review its policy about materials made available for students, Um, and they won't be able to. If there's any way that they can just say (laughs) satanic materials cannot be, (laughs) well, that's what they're trying to do (laughs) because that's. (laughs) But they can't. They can't be given up. They're not giving up. They're not. They're trying not to, but it won't happen this year because the the next meeting of the school board happens after the event was meant to take place. But what about these children? How will they learn to read? How will the the Christian Without. children at this school get a Bible? It's not like there's one at their home already. Yeah. How well, could they possibly this do about it? The kids who already have a Bible yeah. at their home. Dan. That's true. That's not. What that this wouldn't is about. make any sense. This is about indoctrinating new about children. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so uh, like kids are gonna read the Bible anyway. Come on. I I always found it to be a delightful read as a child. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we atheists are, of course, declaring a pretty, pretty solid victory here, uh, and, and good things are happening. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I, I think that the Satanic Temple is the wave of the future. I'm, I might send them a donation. It's time. <laughs> They're amazing. Anyway, go on. All right. Well, uh, I wanted to do a quick update um, on a story that. We've talked about, I, th- I believe, a couple of times. Uh, I, I know we've touched upon it once, but I think we've done another update um, prior to this one. Okay. Uh, but this is about the um, Muslim prisoner in Arkansas who wants, who is suing to be able to uh, sport a beard. Oh, in yeah, prison, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? I remember that. 
Um, and of course, uh, you know, some states actually do allow uh, prisoners to have a beard Indeed. and uh, other states do not. Uh, right. Arkansas is one of the states that has uh, deemed beards potentially dangerous. Well, think of all the contraband you, could, you can hide you in hide a beard. hide stuff in a beard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've got four small birds in my beard right now. <laughs> well, you could definitely fit, you know... A razor blade somewhere, sure, if it sure. was a big beard. Long or enough beard, yeah. Y- y- you know, something to, uh, what's the, the, the when you shiv someone, is okay. that what it's called? You were doing an, a motion with your hand, and I was like, uh, curling? What is that? <laughs> Are you f- frying an egg? Yes. I'm not sure. Yes, uh, they needed a, a curling stone. Yes, you hide the curling in stone. In prison somewhere. It's in, in his beard in somewhere. Your, that 40-pound stone <laughs> is hiding in his beard somewhere. No, no. Got it. Yes. No. A shiv. A shiv. Right. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, no. So uh, clearly, you know, there's a certain amount, but other states have made it work. Sure. Um, and so the Supreme Court has decided um, in, on the side of the Muslim prisoner. Okay. He is now allowed um, uh, because of this um, decision. And the, the opinion uh, was written by Justice Samuel Alito. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. You know, so the, is he is allowed a, a full beard as as long as he wants to grow it? Because I, as I recall, one of the no 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 one of the it's tenets up of the to thing. half an inch, I believe, is how how much of a, a beard they're allowing. Now, so clearly, Muslims like bigger beards than that. Yeah. So this is a little bit of a compromise, it's saying you know you'll you're allowed a certain you know, you're allowed half an inch of a religious expression. Right. You're not allowed to do full religious yeah, expression. Yeah, don't don't go expecting to have six inches of right. Your God, your God is welcome to within half an inch. <laughs> the the our our tolerances for your for Allah, we have one half inch worth of tolerance for Allah. <laughs> but uh, did I say that it was a unanimous opinion? No. Yeah. All wow. the, all the justices. Um, have sided on on uh, on on the side of this this uh, this prisoner, um, and and on the side of uh, religious rights mm. and the importance of people being able to express their religion freely, even in prison. Well, which fine, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's fine. I beards, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I thought it. I thought it was a, a really important thing to um, to update answers yeah. on because no, that, it was it was just hanging out there. You know, I'm sure people were were still wondering uh, what had happened. Yeah, well, and things in prison. <laughs> you're being facetious, but I do think that it is that it's a you know it's important to see. Uh, how things fall out you know we we've actually we as atheists uh have lost a few key battles in the last year mm. um for religious freedom yeah so it's interesting to see that the uh the muslims are getting some leniency here well as long as there's a god involved who right. seem to be willing to grant religious freedom yes there seems if to there's be no god uh they're not so inclined to let us just Right or not if, to or, freely not have religious observance, or if their God forbid, uh, we should ask that they not pray to their God on our time and on our dime. Right, uh, boy, that just uh, screw us for asking that. That's ridiculous. Yep. 
Well, I'm going to take us to uh, Winfield, Alabama. Oh. Um, uh, uh, did we go through this part of Alabama when we were there? I don't know. I didn't. Lovely Alabama. Ala- Alabama. Alabama it, is... was, it, was, it was an experience for us going through Alabama. <laughs> Uh, it was actually a number of experiences. It was a number of ex- we we actually spent a lot of time in Alabama. Yeah, had some had some great time. We met some great people, wonderful people in Alabama. We met I mean, some that fantastic I will say. people. We also saw some less savory types in Alabama. Well, and we also visited some some very interesting sites mm. in Alabama. They do have those. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> anyway, uh, in Winfield, Alabama, it's a it's a small town. About forty seven hundred people live there. Mm. Um, not a big thing. They have a new boss. Oh? Uh, yes. Just, uh, just before they closed shop in December to, uh, to go and celebrate their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay. They, 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 they passed a a resolution, uh, saying that. Okay. Not only that, uh, Winfield is a city under God. All right. But the first line, uh, of the resolution says, whereas... We acknowledge God is the owner of the city of Winfield, <laughs> and that Wait. it is a city o- under God. <laughs> we Wait. acknowledge that at all times does he is he, in control. There, do they actually have uh, the paperwork? Have they actually <laughs> issued a title of like, some kind I uh, feel to like God? Does God seriously have legal standing here? I I think they should test it. I think I think a <laughs> pastor should walk around and start confiscating homes. Well, he owns the town, right? Uh, I'm God's and representative. Here's an agent. Yeah, of God. Yeah. Uh, and he owns your house, and he wants you gone. Please turn it over. Off me. you go. Shoo, shoo, shoo. <laughs> God said that I get your house. Yeah. So uh, okay. So well, where does this go? Like, nowhere. Wait, nowhere. I, that's I, it. That, I mean, the the so basically, Hammond Meta from the Friendly Atheist picked this story up, and uh, and and just sort of, of field day. <laughs> basically made fun of it more than right. anything okay. uh and that and facebook kind of blew up about it um the the mayor uh one mr randy price was was he was he was upset uh because it it was doing just fine the resolution everybody seemed happy with it until facebook blew up until oh. quote the atheists got a hold of it <sighs> do ruin he, so many of these he says uh, so much fun gets ruined apparently this was a, you know this was in response uh to the resolution it was their way of taking a stand against the chaos and violence in today's world you know with, with uh, the, the riots in ferguson and yeah. the, the the shooting of police officers in new york he said yeah. i feel like we need to stand up for what is right uh our forefathers said one nation under god and we went so far away from that. There are not enough godly people involved in day-to-day decisions. <laughs> Which, oh. yeah, it's not like all of Alabama isn't most pretty much all Christian. Pretty God-fearing land. Yeah. yeah. I, I also love the idea that our forefathers said one nation under God. The one nation under God thing, that's from the 1950s. I don't know Dan. that... I don't know that we can call it. I mean, I guess those are forefathers. Like, my dad. Is, is he a forefather? Does he count he, as... He came before. He was He was for... But, yeah. He's your father. Hmm. Anyway, that's... Uh, so, so there you go. God has, has gained a little bit of real estate in Alabama. Yeah, you know, like... 
they're just really acknowledging the fact that God owns it. <laughs> because let's face it, he, owns he already a, did. He owns. He already all, did. He all owns the whole. He owns. He owns. He owns you, Dan. How, he owns me. Right? How could I own you anything know? when he owns me? He already. Own, well, and he owned it already. He made it. Yeah. It's his. We're just. We're just. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's it's God's world. We're just living in it. Yeah, you know, something that like that. Thing. All right. Um. Well, I I, I want to share a story. Oh, please share with you, with you, Dan. Please do. Um, about a book that was written a few years ago. Uh huh. Um, and it, they need to update the title. Okay. Uh, the title um was uh, the boy who came back from heaven. Oh, um, that's so lovely. And uh, they should probably change it to the boy who didn't come back from heaven. Because <laughs> when he woke up from his coma, he lied about going to heaven <laughs> and wrote a book with his dad. Because the kid has since recanted oh, wow. his entire story and says that he said the story because he wanted attention well of course he wanted attention <laughs> i mean this is i mean this isn't we're not talking i just to clarify we're not talking about heaven is for real no 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 that was which, a, that was another one which is the same basic premise a kid same premise but they uh made a a, a movie about that one yeah that's not that that, that that's different but different so that one's the true one and this one's the that's made the true up one. one this is the one of the kid who um <laughs> His name is Alex Malarkey. No. Mm-hmm. No, that's not a real name. <laughs> no, Malarkey actually is a real last name. You're saying that the guy who lied <laughs> about going to heaven, yeah. his last name is Malarkey? Is Malarkey. His last yeah. name is synonymous with bullshit? <laughs> that's that's... That's yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you verify. I hope you fact checked this. Well, it's on uh, um, NPR.com or NPR.org. Okay. It's on their website. I, uh, so uh, Alex and his father, Kevin, um, uh, wrote the book together. Um, Alex is actually in a wheelchair. I think he's a paraplegic. Wow. Uh, he was in a terrible, terrible accident. Yeah clearly um and uh yeah so he is um and he's a terrible he liar rebukes christian retailers for some reason um and they're they're going to be pulling his book uh but he does not oh the reason <laughs> the reason that he is rebuking the christian retailers is because uh the bible is enough <laughs> You okay. don't need any so other. Wait. The Bible is sufficient. He's not. You need he, no he more hasn't, books. He hasn't lost his religion, and that's why he's recanting. No, he went crazier. He went further. He went further. He, he's like, you know what? I can't do this anymore because Jesus wants me to be honest. Yeah. And oh my God. Books are a sham. <laughs> books are a sham. Only the Bible. Well, Read only the Bible. He has. He has evidence that at least one book is a sham. <laughs> and there, therefore, he. All books, all books must be it. Well, he's There's, realized that you can't always trust what's written down. You can't. You can't trust what true. you see on TV. You can't trust what somebody wrote in a book, especially if it's just a stupid memoir. It's almost as if if you applied his logic all the way across, 
you might not be able to trust what's in that Bible. Dan, no, because the Bible is the word of God. Oh, right. It's a perfect book, Dan. Right. That's right. If Jesus writes it, then it's true. Mm-hmm. If someone named Malarkey writes it. <laughs> That's your first sign. You might want to think it. twice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. To any of our listeners who are named Malarkey, I don't, I don't believe you either. <laughs> so don't go telling us that your last name's Malarkey. <laughs> right. Everything about you is bullshit and we know it. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, if you are our Malarkey listener, uh, please... Feel free to write to us. Absolutely. You can go to pod, you can write to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Right. Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIatheist. You can also search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge on Facebook. Yeah, that's a... That, that, we might let you in. We might. We might. <laughs> uh, we if, can tell who you are. If I can figure out who you are. Yeah. And I will say this. I've been tweeting. So go to uh, if you if you're on Twitter, our handle's uh, TGI Atheist. There you go. I've been tweeting, Dan. Tweet away. I, my I feel friend. it's stuck. I feel like I finally it's finally stuck with me. Oh, good. I'm enjoying it this time. Oh, it excellent. Feel like a, a chore. It's not work. Every other time I've ever tried to do it, it's just a nasty, nasty chore. Yeah, I don't. So, I don't really do Twitter. And of course, our uh, our our website is thankgodimatheist.com. You can go and uh, you know. Look up old episodes and yeah. and uh, comment, actually, on episodes or blog posts or whatever. All the things. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, this is uh, going to be Brian Fisher this time. Oh, goody. Uh, we, you know, he's a good, close runner-up. When Pat Robertson... When he fails us. When he fails us <laughs> or, you know, when he dies. That's coming up. Oh, geez. Uh, we'll get a few years of Brian Fisher. He's kind of an old guy, too. Um, but uh, he, he has a few things to say about... Uh, Obama. Mm. I, I don't know that I would, would call him a Christian. I think the best I could say is, about all I can say is I do not know what goes on inside Barack Obama's heart. But I do know that he is not a sincerely devoted follower of Jesus Christ. So in my mind, that means he's not a Christian. Uh, because in my mind, a Christian is somebody who's a sincerely devoted follower of Christ. Barack Obama is not nobody can support and promote and celebrate homosexual behavior who is a sincerely devoted follower of Christ. It's impossible because Christ and his apostles made it very clear that that's a sin. You can't celebrate that, can't promote that, and call yourself a follower of Christ, nor can you be a follower of Christ and support the practice of dismembering babies in the womb or support the practice of infanticide, as Barack Obama did as a state senator in Illinois. So if you're looking for a definitive answer to the question, uh, what I would say, Don, is President Obama is whatever he is, he is not a sincerely devoted follower of Jesus Christ. Now, with regard to him being uh, a Muslim, you know, I've had people on Insiders in Washington, D.C., everybody back there says he is. You know, he walks like a Muslim. He talks like a Muslim. He sounds like a Muslim. He acts like a Muslim. You know, and if Jesus said, by your fruits, you shall know them, at some point, people are going to start connecting those dots. Oh. Ooh. Wow. I walk like a Muslim, talk like a Muslim. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, he, he, he doesn't know what's in his heart. It, or Fisher doesn't know what's in Obama's heart. And he, 
but but yet he seems to know. He knows. He knows. Oh, he knows. He says he doesn't know. He's just but he knows. It's cute when he does that false modesty thing yeah. that he does. He's yeah. yeah. When he pretends not to be a psychic who knows everything <laughs> that's going on in someone else's brain or heart. I can tell heart. you. What, I can tell you what's yeah. going on in his heart. Obama's heart. Yeah. There's a bunch of blood pumping everywhere. Blood dub, I believe. Yeah, blood yeah. dub. There's a lot That's of that going on. It just keeps going. Yep. So there you go. <laughs> oh my God. Not a true Scotsman. No true Scotsman would ever. Uh, you know. I don't know what you're talking about because he wasn't talking about anybody being Scottish. Oh, Dan. Oh, <laughs> that must be a fallacy on my part then. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, well, we had a bunch of people uh, write into us, and uh, and 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 they want to they want to talk to us. So let's uh, let's listen to them, shall we? Okay. Um, what have you got, <clears throat> Susie? Actually, I missed it last week. Susie did a comment on the web page on the Thank God I'm Atheist mm-hmm. page on uh, our podcast two weeks ago. She said, "Hi, Frank and Dan, you adorable heathens. I love you both." Uh, Your recent podcast about a couple who froze five embryos inspires me to write about this issue. If a person wishes not to have a child, uh, religious types feel that they should not not have an abortion because it is against the wishes of God. The religious couple in the story was having difficulty conceiving a child, so they turned to science. Mm. To me, it seems hypocritical of them to do this. If they are unable to conceive naturally, shouldn't they assume God doesn't want them to have a child? That, yeah. Shouldn't they possibly shouldn't they possibly worry that the child will not have a soul because it was not put there by God? <gasps> if it is oh, That's a good point. If it's wrong to artificially stop a pregnancy, why is it okay to artificially start one? Oh my. Also, the recipient of the spare embryo said that they felt that they were blessed by God. Those sillies, they were actually blessed by science, weren't they? Yeah. Well, who gave them the science, Susie? Yeah, didn't we just talk about God owning everything and yeah. us and everything? Like, the whole kit and caboodle? It's his. What, what's confusing about God giving us science yeah. is that he gave us science uh, for medicine that works really nicely sometimes, uh, yeah. even though some people don't want to use it. Right. Uh, but it can give you a baby when you're not incapable of having it on your yeah, own. Yeah, it's a miracle. Um, however, when God gives us science that talks about, like, the climate changing... Or science Dan, that talks, then Dan, th- then the science is a little less. That's it's much iffier then. That's God testing our faith, <laughs> or science about the age of the Earth, or any it's of that. It's all faith, Dan. Yeah, well, you have to you have to know which science <laughs> you to, is you, like the good science and which is the bad science. You just pray about the science, and then when you it's, get a good feeling a, about it, then you know very that it's, complex and <laughs> convoluted plan. So uh, uh, that, that 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 you know the Jesus Lord works with, in but... really stupid and mysterious ways. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Timothy also wrote in. Uh, he said, "I really loved the episode." This is in reference to last week's episode, uh, which was the one in which we interviewed my wife, Andrea, oh, and, yeah. and her ex-husband Shane. A wonderful conversation. Uh, I yes, we got a lot of good feedback yeah. about that one. Yeah. I, I'm glad that everybody enjoyed it so much because I think that those two are awesome. Yeah, they're and, great. Uh, and what a what a what a compelling story they have. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh Timothy says I I really loved this episode. It spoke to me because Shane and Andrea's story sounded a bit like mine. Oh. I dated my wife for 6 years and we were married for 6 more before divorcing. 
It wasn't our mixed sexuality that was the problem. Uh, unknown to each other throughout the marriage, we're both bisexual. Our marriage was eroded by the guilt and pressures put on us by her church, which I converted to from atheism and was deeply faithful to. Oh. Uh, well, that was your first problem right there, Timothy. <laughs> anyway, uh, she cheated on me frequently, but as a good husband, I forgave and forgave and forgave, a la Jesus. Uh-huh. Uh, I could talk a lot more about that, about all of that, but the main point is that I see a lot of our marriage in Shane and Andrea's, but with less communication about our true feelings and needs. Hmm. I'm really happy for all of you. Thanks for a great show. Wonderful. Interesting uh, comparison. I, yeah. The, yeah, that communication thing does seem to be helpful in marriages. Yeah. It seems like that ends up being a useful tool mm. uh, between because people. Because there's two different people involved. Not that it's safe. You might have different you know, right. things going on. Right, right. Who might be... And, and you may not know. And a little bit of compassion towards a person's differing experience mm. is, is, is handy. Not that it would was able to save Andrea and Shane's marriage. Uh, but it had a fun, one fundamental flaw. Right, yeah. Marriage. That, marriage, that marriage needed not saving. That, <laughs> right. that marriage needed destroying. But so. not for lack of love. No. Yeah. No. No, yeah. not at all. They, uh, they, they love each other still. Mm-hmm. As well, they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to play? We got not really a voicemail, but uh, some audio a, was sent to us. A, fa- a, f- a good workaround. You, yeah, uh, Andy didn't want to to uh, incur the co- the the international the international fees, call know. charges. So he yeah. just he sent us a nice uh, a nice email or uh, voice thing, voice recording. Yes, he recorded his voice. He did indeed, and then he sent it to us. Okay, I think we got it. <laughs> Hi guys, hello listeners, um, my name's Andy, I am calling from the beautiful Tyneside area of England, North East England. Um, I'd just like to talk about the, the last episode that we, we had, um, specifically the one with Andrea and her ex-husband, um, the gay Mormon. What an absolutely fascinating interview that was to, to sit and to listen to and to and to take in and just to, to get an overall understanding of, of, of what you guys have, have gone through and and what other people have put you through as well. Um, I really had no idea that that was coming up at, at, at the end of the episode. Um, suffice it to say, I think I must have heard every episode that you guys have done twice, three times over. Easy. And that was that was definitely the best, and it just goes to show that you guys are um, that you guys are just getting better with each and every episode as you, as you're um, as you're learning to work with each other and and learning to just just develop as as hosts. Um, keep up the good work. I look forward to listening to your next episode. God bless. Well, that's wonderful. Well, God bless you too, you <laughs> sweetheart. You. Uh, wow. Uh, Listening to us too many times might be hazardous for your health. I'm not yeah, sure about that. Yeah, but <laughs> but please, uh, but we, we we don't advise <laughs> that much listening. But we do. We really do appreciate your uh, your 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 support, and uh, and and I'll I'll pass along to Andrea and Shane uh, that that you liked their their little their little dilly do there. Yeah. Um. Josh wrote into us. Josh said, "Hey, you guys." Uh, I told you I would be hitting you guys up when I was on my feet. I'm the guy that went through the divorce with the ass hat that my ex left me for 
that my ex left me for that was hitting my kids and shoving God down their throats. Mm. Oh yeah. Do you guys do you remember that? He I he do, wrote yeah. into us and uh yeah, he was having he was yeah. really struggling. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh he says, I'm happy to report that your advice of quote, just focus on raising good young men uh was one of the most timely pieces of advice I received during my divorce. It has helped me to keep my focus as I have taken a slow and steady legal approach. Uh, in parentheses, he says one or two fuck ups along the way, uh, one one or two fuck ups away from taking my boys. Poor little guys have been through hell. Hmm. Oh, I hope you can get them. Yeah, that, that would be great. Um, the support you gave, in addition to the solidarity your audience showed me, helped me make help me feel not so alone. That's right. We had a lot of people call in and write in about mm-hmm. his his story. Yep, he said the communities community you guys have helped create on Facebook has also been a godsend. I wanted to make sure that I can do my part uh, to keep this community going and growing and make sure it has uh, it is there for others. So he's a contributor now. That's fantastic. And a generous one at that. Oh, uh, Josh, thank you, thank so, you much. so much for, for your contributions. That's um, really nice. He actually he actually wanted to know how he could contribute more than he was actually contributing, which I is so it's, generous. Yeah. Please not. don't please don't put yourself in any financial dire straits just to, just to support our goofy little show but we yeah. really do appreciate uh, uh everything that you do absolutely for those of you who yeah. also may want to participate in uh in helping us out you can you can go to our you can visit our joyride uh campaign yeah and you can um, find there's two different ways to find it yeah uh it's it, it's very easy to go to thank and just click on the joyride button yeah, there's actually a banner off to the side now yes you can just click right on that and it'll take it will take you to getjoyride.com slash atheist. Right. Just automatically. Right. And if, but if you want to go directly, that's how you can go so directly. So get, getjoyride.com slash atheist yep. or thankgodimatheist.com. Either way, when you get there, you can, you know, there are rewards set up for different levels. Yeah. Um, if you if you want to do a, a, a an amount, if you want to contribute an amount that's different than the, than the levels that we have set up, yeah. you can just click on any of those levels and then hit edit. Uh, and that yes. will give you the option of changing the amount to whatever's useful to you right perfect uh just two dollars a month right um we do have some plenty of other contributors uh aside from josh's uh very generous uh donation he also did a a, he did a one-time donation as well as being a new subscriber cool um thomas gave us a one-time donation that was very generous uh chandra uh and uh her husband donated they said hey guys Chandra, oh, I almost said her last name. Let's not say that. Chandra from Arkansas here. My husband and I donated last year and decided we will donate the same this year. We thrive on your podcast. Thanks. Well, thank you, Chandra. Um, We have a new subscriber in, uh, oh, shoot. The name got cut off of that one. Oh, no. I will find that. uh, Please do. In the meantime, uh, while I'm looking for that, I will thank Becca, who will also... Uh, was a very generous yeah absolutely donor. well there there are also um a bunch of people on joyride okay can you yeah right. you thank them while i find yeah, the name I'm of gonna, this uh thank jerry uh he uh, yeah jerry's new josh is new uh henry i believe is new um daniel i think is new wow um brian is new um yeah oh that's great yeah fantastic um 
basically what this does is help is, is help us to get to the goal of providing a much uh, uh, an, an even better show every Absolutely. every week for you. Um, if you want to participate in that, we would be so super grateful for your help. Um, and all all you have to do to do that is just go to uh, the places that we've just told you to go to. Absolutely. Um, right, cool. I don't. I'm trying to find this person. Ah, I feel bad. Uh, Charles, actually. Oh, there's Charles, and then so Charles is. But that's a an even different one. I almost missed Charles. Oh my God! <laughs> what is going on? It's man? a nightmare. It is a nightmare here at TGIA Central, everybody. Uh, I, I, I hope that you can all be uh, forgiving. Oh wait, wait. Nope, that's not it. Damn it. What, Dan? Seriously? I know. I don't know where it is. This sounds... It's just chaotic. It is. It's chaos. It's mass hysteria. <laughs> okay. Well, if I've missed you, please write well, to yeah. me and let me know. And I, Because we desperately want to thank you. Absolutely. Uh, for, your, for your generosity. Okay. Um, well, is there any more along that line? Nope. All right, then we have an, an interview that we need to play. Yeah, uh, so we are in contact. He's actually a listener of ours. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, Steve, anonymous Steve, mm-hmm. uh, we we were made aware that he is that that he's going through some f- interesting stuff in well, the yeah, UK. I, mean, I saw. I mean, the, <clears throat> the story popped up um this morning is when i saw it Mm -hmm. um about this um yeah this father in the uk who's atheist who's going through a divorce and the judge decided to you know order him to take his kids to mass right which is insanity and uh and then we got an email from, from him from from steve okay uh and uh saying hey i'm that guy and yeah. so it was like well let's let's see if we can get him on the phone we've got steve on the line anonymous steve from the uk uh and the talk- skepticule podcast yes that's right to talk to us about um a, a bit of a kerfuffle that he's had down there in the uk hi steve hi hi only you could call it that <laughs> well, it- <laughs> Uh, that's what it is. It, it, well, it might be. A, it, so others might characterize it as, as slightly more than a kerfuffle. Um, Steve, you want to tell us what's going on down there? Well, um, yes, the kerfuffle. I, I guess the story broke with some national newspapers writing some articles about me. Then Ricky Gervais tweeted about me uh, right. it, as, as an anonymous Steve. Yes. And once that started... You know, I've hardly been off the internet for the last couple of days, which is very tiring and amazing and weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm snowed in. I'm I'm in the north of England, in the mountains, snowed in. Oh, I haven't okay. seen a human being for a long time, um, and I like it that way. Right. And <laughs> at the same time as being out in the snow feeding the pig and stuff like that, inside there's this kind of kind of crazy Twitter storm thing going on, which is quite interesting. But it boils down to the fact that I've been ordered by a UK judge to go to mass. Catholic mass, not just to go to, but but to take your children to. Is that is that correct? Yeah, even if I wasn't offended for myself, <laughs> um, my children deserve freedom of thought. And we thought a lot of us in the UK and across Europe thought that we had that enshrined through the European Convention on Human Rights. Yeah, um, which is the best thing we've got compared with your Bill of Rights. Right. Uh-huh. Well, obviously it isn't because it doesn't stand for anything at all. It turns out. Yeah, it does. It does seem that way. Now, th- this came about through uh, divorce proceedings. Is that correct? 
That's right, yes. So uh, basically what happened was you were divorcing your wife, and in the, uh, in the settlement uh, to do with the custody of your children, you were ordered by the judge to take your, if you have your kids on Christmas, to take them, with, to, take them to Mass. Is that how it, wor- how it works? Yes, that's right. Um, but it's a bit weirder than that, to be honest. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because um, no one asked for this. The judge just came up with it himself. Oh, wow. That's and for, so and for strange. Reason, yeah, and for reasons we don't, nobody knows. Nobody Because he hasn't bothered explaining. He doesn't yeah. let me have the boys at weekends. So that avoids me having them at weekends. Huh. Well, now that, you know, I mean, it, it sounds amazing for me to say, but my wife has been more um, conducive than the judge was, and now I have the boys <laughs> every weekend. Oh, okay. okay. And uh, the question is, uh, you know, did the judge intend for me to not have since he intended for me not to have the boys when there was a mass at weekends, did he really intend for me to take them to mass every Sunday as well? And that question's unanswered. We just don't know. But I guess it's easy for me to say, well, I I haven't been positively told that I must do that. And um, if I was, it wouldn't make a lot of difference anyway. Right, right. So it's such a bizarre case. And it's such a strange thing. You've tried to fight this ruling. Uh, How has that gone? Uh, very strangely, <laughs> okay. Nothing, no, nothing has been anything but strange in this case. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you have to obviously you have to mount an appeal if you disagree of a judgment, right? Um, now, to have to disagree of a judgment, you have to have a judgment, right? Sure. Um, well, the judge instructed what was to happen, as in who were to have the boys when and where and this Christmas stuff or whatever, but he didn't actually give any reasons. So we wait for a judgment, and you've got about two weeks or something, or two or three weeks after the case ends in order to launch your appeal. A very tight window. Right. Well, by the end of that window, I still hadn't got a judgment. Um, and a little while, I kept on hassling the court and saying, you know, when am I going to get this? And I kept getting promises. Um, <clears throat> and then um, I, I, I launched my appeal anyway, um, and the appeal court said, you've got a really good basis for appealing. You know, you have to have a judgment. Huh. But... but wow. But we can't initiate the appeal until we have a judgment. Oh. So, you, so <laughs> not having a judgment is a great grounds for appeal, but not having a judgment means you can't start it. Right. Wow. That's, that's <coughs> bizarre. Yeah, so I prosecuted the judge privately. I took him to court. Okay. In the high court in England. I, I had to do all this myself. I had no money. So um, I had to find my own way through these things, which is quite interesting. But um, <laughs> I but, wouldn't recommend it for anybody. Yeah, a solid waste of your time. Is what it is. <laughs> you would not believe. Um, so I commenced a high court prosecution against the judge. Now, at the same time, I prosecuted the Ministry of Justice, which is what you've got to do, really. You can't just sue the judge as well. So I sued the judge, the court, and the Ministry of Justice, three defendants. Wow. And the Ministry of Justice said, look, would you, ever, would you mind ever so much um, complaining about this judge to the Office of Judicial Complaints? <laughs> okay. I, I was delighted to. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't need asking twice. Um, so I commenced uh, one of a couple of complaints against the judge. Mm. And this and the Office of Judicial Complaints upheld my complaint, said it was right. Okay. Uh, and Great. obviously my, my court case was progressing against the judge anyway. Um, and in the end, he basically had to write a judgment, a judgment which I think is rather bizarre. It doesn't have much to do with the case I was at. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. <clears throat> I think he must have... Um, mix us up with another case or he just had no excuse for what he did because the evidence he, he for witnesses was just bizarrely wrong you know huh. completely upside, upside down 
So um, anyway, the OJC, I, part of my appeal to the OJC was uh, this guy's got a religious bias. He's expressed a religious bias because he talked about his own Catholicism in his irrelevant anecdotes when he built himself up to his, his ridiculous decision. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay. That's got to uh, make you feel good. Oh, it, no. uh, that, two, that's no, always going to bode moments. well when one there party, because your wife is Catholic, right? Yeah, that's right. There were two moments when I went, this is not it. I mean, no matter how much I, 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 I thought that won the arguments, there was two stages. One, when he told a sexist joke about women not being able to park cars. Oh. And I thought, <laughs> this whole case is about gender roles. It's about who looks after children. Right. This guy's got archaic gender roles. He's only going to impose his archaic ideas. Right. Huh. And the second one was when he came out with a religious nonsense um, and started referring to his own experience in Catholicism. And I just thought, well... You've you've laid it out on the table, haven't you, mate? Yeah, uh, it does. So, it, it does seem like you know when one of the parents is a Catholic and the other parent is not a Catholic, and the judge starts talking about how he's a Catholic. <laughs> that there is there does seem to be a problem there to me. Yeah, well, there's a, it's, there more than seemed a problem to me. But yeah. anyway, so so we go through this process. So my complaint uh, about the length of time was upheld. My complaint about the about his sexism and his, his religious bias, the OJC, the Office of Judicial Complaints, said couldn't be taken forward through them. It had to go through an appeal or a, ju- <laughs> or a judicial review. Right. And a judicial review is what it sounds like, a review of a judgment, a review of a, of a process, if you like, how the process led to the judgment. Right. Both of which seem relevant. So I had now, I've got, so I've won the complaint and I've now got two court cases running. The appeal which I can now do, right. he's actually deigned to give me a bit of paper saying what his ridiculous, pathetic reasons were, um, and because the judicial review had started. Well, the case I had started against the judge, I converted in court into the judicial review. Okay. But once you've started a case, you can sometimes play around with it a little bit. Wow. So I, I can, it's still in the high court, you see. So as it's still in the high court, I converted it into judicial review. So the appeal, so we have two avenues as directed by OJC, by which to um, examine, shall we say, the judge's um, decisions. Right. Well, the appeal court refused to comment on this aspect. Huh. Just didn't comment at all and it ignored it entirely. Well, okay, fine. I've got judicial review process at the same time, so okay. The judicial review process, that judge, a nice guy actually, uh, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't comment on it either. He would not speak to this complaint, which is Article Nine of the European Convention on Human Rights, the right to freedom of thought and expression. Right. So I've got now uh, the two routes open to me. Uh, both ended with a judge not answering. Huh. Uh, talk to the hand, kind of thing. Is this? Uh, uh, do you get the sense that this is a a, a sort of like you know brotherhood no, among you, judges you, now, sort of thing, or yes, yes. You know, whenever you smell conspiracy, I suggest you're probably smelling cock up. But right. I think I think the judiciary does double down. I think once it's on the back foot, it defends and defends and defends and protects itself. Right. But I don't. I think conspiracy is too strong. I don't. I. You know what? Having my experience these courts firsthand for five years now, getting on to six years. I don't think they've got the capacity to conspire. I think they're too. <laughs> I think, I think they're too incapable to, to conspire. That's I just amazing. don't think they're organized enough to actually put two and two. My experience of them, they, 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 there's so many cock ups I could go into, and I won't bore you with them, but you know, I just don't think they're up to it. They're I mean, not up to doing it well. They're not up to doing it badly either. 
I think you're probably right about that. I but one does get the sense that judges stick together, sort of thing. It it, it would take a lot oh, yeah. for one judge to sort of rule against another judge. You get that feeling that it's not an even case when you're right. appealing against the judge. Yes, you get that feeling. I mean, rightly or wrongly, and of course I go, I don't know, but yes, that was a feeling I got that I was always walking uphill here. Yeah. Uh, hmm. And uh, and and, well, anyway, and you're so, doing it on your own, which is yeah. just. Amazing! I think that, be. it's just sorry. incredible. I think, I think you can do it on your own. I don't think any part of the process is beyond. Obviously, I've got a. I have worked in the legal system to a degree all my life, mm. just not in law as such, but in in other, in my profession, which I don't want to go too far sure. into. Uh, but not actually in law. So I'm, I suppose I'm reasonably intelligent. I kind, you know, I'm. <laughs> I, did, I, I, did, I didn't. I wasn't, and I've, I've, I've lectured in front of, in fact, in fact, in front of judges, <laughs> as it happens. Um, and so I'm not. I don't feel particularly daunted by standing in a court. I don't feel mm. that I'm, you know, that I'm, I'm. The weight of the experience does not weigh heavy on me. You know, oh, that's I, good. I, I, so I didn't feel that I did anything that was particularly would have done much. If a lawyer had done it, it'd been faster. They'd have known what to do and done things faster. But I don't think they'd done anything much better, in my mm. humble opinion. Okay. Um, but I think that the reason why you need a lawyer is because the judges will kick you around if you don't. That's my feeling. Oh, I see. Hmm. That's really so interesting. Of, well, that's how it seems. Because the end of the process um, was the end of last year, which is why we're in the news now, mm. um, is that I then took the judicial review to appeal. So I effectively, I appealed the High Court. Right. Um, so a completely, completely different appeal process. I know it gets complicated, but trust me, we'll get there in the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now I'm appealing the judicial review, which was questioning the judgment. Right. Right. Um, and even, even though in every case up to now I had said, you know, bang, bang, bang. You need. To, this is an Article Nine case. You need to give me an answer. This time, I really put, you know, a great big red felt tip around it and said, "Look at this. Look at this. You must answer this question." So I said to the judge, "You have to. I am entitled to an answer yeah. to this question. You have to answer me. Is this a breach of Article Nine? And the judge really was in a position where he couldn't do anything but answer, and he said, "It's too small an infringement of Article Nine. Article oh. Nine being, if you can explain oh, I'm for sorry. Us. Especially our American thought. listeners. Yes. Well, it, it, it roughly equates to what you've got over there. Freedom of thought, freedom of expression, freedom to believe. Mm -hmm. you know, right. Effectively, the freedom to, the, feed, the freedom from uh, a, a particular religious bias, one would think. Um, right. You know, effectively, what, what, what we, I, I, would, I thought this, this rather took us on a par to America legally. Hmm. Um, so that's where we kind of are. It may be that there's further court processes to go to. I don't know. I'm, it's now kind of out of my hands, really, because it's now been picked up by some of the national organisations, and maybe they can take us to the Supreme Court, or maybe we can dump all these British judges altogether and go to some European judges. Right. Who I, I smell might be a bit better. That's hmm. so interesting. So the the process continues. You're 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 still pursuing this uh, through these other. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not stopping. Um, you know, it's not about. Um, it's not about my right to freedom of speech, and, and you know I'm I'm quite happy uh, in a way to stand up and say you know come and get me if you think you're old enough. You know, <laughs> two years in prison, fine, try it, just see what happens. That's fine, <laughs> but um, um, because that that's that's the that's the that's the that's the up what I could face if you if in, you in principle if you didn't take your children to mass in principle, right? I don't think it would come to that because I think it would be a case of 
we don't want this fight. This is a fight we don't want. You right. know? Um, we don't want this guy going to prison. Hmm. But it's quite a big ask to ask me to put my liberty on the line for it. Absolutely. So, the so question, we shouldn't yeah, have to do this. I guess the but question it's is... About me, it's, for the, it's about the kids. The boys, deserve, the boys deserve freedom of thought. And if they want to go to uh, a synagogue in five years' time or two years' time, whatever, fine. If they want to go to a mosque, fine by me. I mean, I might sure. be slightly disappointed. <laughs> but, that, right. but I'm not going to stop them, and I'll take them there. And if they want to go to Catholic Mass... I'll bloody take them to Catholic Mass, but because they want to, not right. because we've been told we must go. Absolutely. So the question becomes, if Christmas rolls around and you've got them, are you going to take them? My, my, what I currently say is I'm quite glad that I'm anonymous. I'm <laughs> <laughs> stepping inside a Catholic church ever again. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm anonymous for a whole pile of reasons. Um, you, you, you have to be careful what you say. Um, British law can't come down on you. I mean, theoretically, I'll be, I can be put in prison for having this conversation with you, in theory. Um, okay. Again, I don't think they would want that fight. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have no intention of going into a Catholic church unless it's by either my choice or the choice of one of my boys. Right. And my eldest is old enough to express his belief. In fact, he's old enough to express his lack of belief. Oh, wow. And I respect that lack of belief. And, you know, I, 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 I am... Obviously, I married a Catholic. It's not as if someone being religious around me is offensive. Right. Hmm. Um, you know, we might, we might have to, we'd have some interesting conversations, shall we say. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend away my beliefs. But I'm, and yes, I am, I suppose, pleased that my son, my eldest, has, has expressed that. Hmm. But I wouldn't be disappointed with him if he didn't. Indeed. I'd be disappointed the, by the fact, but not by him. Right, right, absolutely. Hmm. Well, that makes sense. Well, it's a fascinating uh, 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 situation that you're in. I, I really am. It, it's so disappointing. You know, we, we here in the States get so many, are, you know, we have so many stories. Frank and I report all the time on, you know, all of the ways in which people are <laughs> all over our country are infringing oh, on the rights of the religious. I I listen to a lot of atheist podcasts, a lot uh -huh. of American atheist podcasts, and I listen to one. I listen to quite a few that make me laugh and make me angry. And I listen to yours, and sometimes the same stories are told, <laughs> and they make me laugh but don't make me angry. Oh. It's part of your, um, it's part of your charm is that you kind of <laughs> you don't take yourselves or anything else too seriously, which I quite like. Well, that's um, that, that's lovely to hear. But, boy, but I've got to say, the, yeah, the community, the, the atheist community uh, internationally has uh, really moved me by how it's responded to this. Someone started a change.org petition. There's been a, mm. uh, a Facebook page started up. Mm. I've had texts and e emails and all sorts of messages. I've had to go on Twitter. I just had to. <laughs> going on. I didn't want to, trust me. What's your Twitter um, handle? Uh, oh, I don't know. I can't okay. even see okay. because I crashed earlier. So I don't know. Uh, right. Something like... Um, uh, go to mass at gunpoint. Oh, okay. <laughs> something, like, something like that. Uh, uh, I, I think exclamation mark or question mark, you can decide what goes at the end of that. Right. Um, but no, the community, I mean, I have to tell you that Skeptical, um, where I am a regular contributor, Skeptical podcast, uh -huh. they've been fantastic because they gave me the launch platform from which to draw attention to this. Yeah. And then after that, especially Ricky Gervais picking up on it and, right. you know, various people picking up it's it's gone wide you know around the world and and fantastic and it's you know I, i'm sitting here in a, this you know 
very old building in the middle of nowhere in the hills with snow all around me. And at the same time, you know, you've got kind of some atheistic arms around you, if you know what I mean. It's quite weird. Well, hmm. no, I, I I hope that you do feel that. I, I find that our, our community of atheists are are a very warm and loving group. And so I, I hope that, that, that you do feel that sense of community with, with, with your fellow atheists. Um, is there, is there a way that, uh, that our listeners can, can sort of join your struggle or, or can, can show their support for you, uh, if they, if they feel inclined to do so? Well, that, that's very kind of you to, to ask. Um, and I would be able to answer if I hadn't had that or mighty crash on my computer just before <laughs> I started talking. Um, so there is a, a change.org petition. Um, I think it's something like Justice for Steve or something like that. But, I, 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 you know, I'm as we've discussed earlier, I have right. old man strength. So <laughs> uh, we don't, um, I don't really know how to lead you to it. Okay, well, why, well, don't, why don't we do this? You can email that to us. We'll throw it up on our Facebook page. And, 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 and then get people... When we record the wraparound of this, too, we can... As we go out of the right interview, we can mention those things. Yeah, so. sure, that's brilliant. Thank you. We'll yeah. I'll, we'll do that. <laughs> well, Steve, thank you so much for uh, coming on. We, you know, we wanted to report on your show or on your on your show on your uh, plight here, but it's so much better when we can hear it firsthand from you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, your 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 accent is delightful, so I'm sure everybody's <laughs> very happy about that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, I should have moved to America years ago for a whole pile of reasons. <laughs> you, would, you would do very well here. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, yeah, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Now, thank you, guys. I really appreciate your support. And and by the way, anyone out there who's who, who's you know been involved with this already, I want to say thank you to everybody out there who's already shown support and backed me. It's been you know it's really been quite a surprise. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. All right, Steve. Well, we'll we'll check in with check in with us when uh, when when further things happen, and we'll uh, we'll we'll. I we'll, will. We'll yeah. Thank you very touch. much. I will let. I'll let you know. Bear in mind, I will have even more old man strength next time. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> By that point, so will we. All right. Talk to you Cheers. later. Bye, guys. Bye, bye, bye. We do have um, some some ways of 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 of. Uh, I I did get his. His uh his e his or his Twitter handle in case you guys want to follow him. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. It's it's go to mass space. That's all one word. Go to mass space at gunpoint. Uh, is his? <laughs> oh oh no no that's his name on it. Yeah. His, his handle is at uh sure cat. Oh, it's church at gunpoint. Uh, but he seems to have forgotten the C the H. So it's C U R C C H U R C at gunpoint. Okay. At Chirk at Gunpoint. <laughs> anyway, uh, follow him, tweet him with your support. Absolutely. Uh, that would be a nice thing to do. Um, he also, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll post some stuff uh, where, where you can get stuff, uh, where, where you can find him on Facebook, where you can find his support uh, pages on Facebook. Cool. Fantastic. Um, well, if you'd like to contact us uh, and tell us about your wild machinations in the Supreme Court of your country trying to get your religious freedom, uh, you can do so by uh, by writing to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Sure. Uh, go ahead and check the Facebook page. Lots of good things happening there. Our, our, our dear Mackenzie is 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 trooping along with, with stuff there. That's facebook.com slash TGIatheist. 
and uh, you can find the uh, TGIA Members Only Lounge on Facebook as well, just by searching for it. Yep. Um, go to our our campaign, our Joyride campaign, if you're willing to to uh, to help contribute to our show. That's on. If you go to our page, thankgodimatheist.com, you can click there and get through to the Joyride campaign, or you can go to Joyride getjoyride.com slash atheist absolutely you know there's some great rewards up there please go check them out uh thanks to everyone uh involved thanks again to steve for being for being a great interviewee uh thanks to Mackenzie for doing the facebook page absolutely and thanks to the red rock hot club for the use of their music yeah and uh thank you dear listener for joining us this week bye-bye